You're listening to Everybody Eats, where we sit down with the best and brightest hustlers, entrepreneurs, go-getters, and professionals. Join us as we create the ultimate network and change the business narrative from the ground up. All right, let's do it. This episode is sponsored by Equity Taxes. If you're looking for a tax firm that is accessible, convenient, and transparent, they're the best in the game. If you're seeking tax or bookkeeping assistance, they can handle it. For a limited time only, they're offering all Everybody Eats show listeners 15% off of their services. To learn more, schedule a virtual consultation at equitytaxesnj.com backslash appointment. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Everybody Eats Show, right? Actually, not not Everybody Eats Podcast anymore. It's Everybody Eats Show with your host, Bensky Belazare. We got none other than Edom XP on the line here with... What's good, y'all? What's um, good? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, we got a good one for you today. We have Jawan Marius. Ooh, I hope I, I, I did that right. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So um, we have a really good episode about you today. We're going to be covering taxes. You know, tax season is upon us. You probably started getting um, your tax paperwork from your job. Um, if you invest in, they probably send them 1099s to you. So, you know, tax season is coming upon us. So we decided to have a tax professional here to talk to you guys about some tips, tricks, um, and all that good stuff. So before we start, make sure you're following us on all platforms on Instagram, everybodyeats.pod. Twitter, EBE pod uh, on YouTube, everybody eats show on YouTube. Make sure you're following us on all platforms. If you're on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed, right? Like subscribe, share with your friends. This is some good information to help you and your family out. Don't be selfish and be the only one eating. (laughs) All right. Everybody eats, right? So don't be absolutely sir. All right. So on today's episode, um, thank you, Juwan, for joining us. Um, if you could start off by introducing yourself, where are you from, what do you do, um, and we'll get the conversation rolling. Absolutely. So um, first things first, you know, like I said, I want to thank you guys for choosing me. You know, I, that means a lot. So I'm, I'm grateful that you guys even considered me to come on your platform. Um, so first things first, I'm actually from uh, New Jersey. I live in uh, South Jersey right now, very close to Philadelphia. Uh, and I'm actually a tax professional. I'm the owner and CEO of Equity Taxes and a Jumpin' Jack Tax Partner. Understood, understood. So, um, so first things first, how'd you how'd you get into that, right? Like, what, what's your background? Mm-hmm. Would you, um, did you go to school and you majored in accounting, or you know, how do you how do you decide one day, hey, I want to open up my own mm-hmm. tax practice? Right. So the backstory to that, actually, you know, I started off. Um, well, for one, I started my tax practice through Jumping Jack Tax in 2019. But prior to that, I started in March of 2019. From January to March of 2019, I was a car salesman at a Toyota, my local, you know, local Toyota dealership. I was selling cars. And, you know, one day I was just like, you know, I'm tired of working, you know, commission through another company. And I just happened to stumble upon uh, Prince Donnell through my, my, my Explore page. So through that, what I did was, you know, I reached out to them, I contacted them, I was able to speak to him personally on the phone. And uh, when I found out how much the investment cost, I said, you know what, I think I'm going to make that jump because prior to getting into the tax industry, I was actually going to become a real estate agent. Mm. It was literally one of the two that I was going to go with. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go with becoming a tax professional, starting my own tax practice. And, you know, ever since then, you know, that's kind of been the way that I took. But prior to that, 
um, well, I guess you could say during that time, I was also in school for accounting. So I went to school for accounting, I'd say about a year, two semesters. And I said, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop that for now. Let me focus in on the tax business because I started to gain a little bit of momentum as of last year. So I started to, you know, get away from that for a little bit. I, you know, I said, let me hold off on that. Let me focus on the business. So that's kind of, you know, how that kind of all started. For sure. So uh, two things now, right? One, mm -hmm. um, you said that you focus on the business instead of, you know, uh, going through with that accounting. Um, mm -hmm. Do you, so in order to be a tax professional, you know, I, at least I used to think, right. You know, mm -hmm. that you needed a CPA, you need to be like, you know, certified, you know, accountant in order mm -hmm. to do taxes. So is that not the case? And like, how, how, how does that work? Uh, so that's a great question actually, because, you know, I, th I used to think the same thing. I thought you had to be an accountant to even start a practice, but that's far from the truth, you know, and I found that out through Jumping Jack Tax. When that opportunity came, I had never heard of, I never even thought of that. I never even, you know, I just thought, okay, we use, you know, we just pay our taxes and that's how we go about it. But I figured out that that was the case. So for anyone else who might want to start a tax company, um, you don't have to be a CPA. You actually, you know, you actually don't need much credentials at all to become a, a just a tax professional. Um, all you need is you just have to be 18, um, 18 or older, and you just need a high school diploma. And of course, you have to go through tax school, tax training, and you're good to go. Got it. So what what exactly is tax training? Is that like a couple of classes? Is that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's well, what I went through was called tax school, income tax school. Okay. So that's about, I forget how long it took me. It was a couple months, but of course, because I was working another job. So I kind of was doing both simultaneously, but um, yeah, you go through income tax school that I'd say it takes you about three months tops uh, to complete. You go through your income tax school, you complete that and then you're good. You're good to go. So now you can start working with clients You get your P10. Um, you get your tax preparer ID. You get your electronic filing ID number, your EFIN to electronically file returns. Of course, you get your LLC, you get your EIN number, you know, your social security for your business and you should be good to go. Got it. I think, you know, I think uh, Queens College or CUNY had a similar system. Yeah. Like VISA, VISTA or something Vida, like that. Yeah. Vida, something yeah. like that, where um, if I remember correctly, it was like a couple like they, they used to promote it in our business club. But I think you like take a couple classes or something like that. And they helped mm -hmm. teach you to like file income tax or something like that. So yeah, maybe, it was like it sounded the same, same like period, just about. Yeah, this is something similar. Yeah, it might be like a similar program. I'm not too sure if I knew many people who did it, uh, but they would always very like send us emails. It's um, very rare, you know, and even for me, like I said, I'd never heard of this before. I never, like I knew we had to pay taxes, but it's like, it just never dawned on me. Like I can really make a business out of this until Prince Donnell came about, you yeah. know? So that's kind of how that happened for me. Got it. So uh, for people who don't know, right, who or mm -hmm. like who is Prince Donnell and what is Jumping Jack Tax? So that kind of goes into like how you get started. Um, mm -hmm. I know like every tax professional, right, they kind of do a bit differently, but um, I, I would love to actually get Prince Donnell on the podcast. But if you could describe, <laughs> if you could describe like what is Jumping Jack Tax, who is they, and I guess how you started that through them. Absolutely. So Prince Donnell is, I believe he's 27 or 28, but he's somewhere around our age. You know, he's under 30 years old. Um, he started the number one fastest growing uh, tax company, virtual tax company in the country. And it's black owned, of course. Um, and yeah, Jumping Jack Tax is just something that he started him and his wife. And I believe 
his father-in-law. And it's a company that they just decided to start to provide people within our community an opportunity to um, build wealth, build, build, build infrastructure really for our families. Because prior to this, you know, I didn't have, I never, I mean, you know, prior to this, I didn't have a business. I had an apparel company. So because of that opportunity that he pr provided, you know, now I'm able to start a tax company, help out more people within our community. So it's kind of like a, a big like family tree almost. So because he started the opportunity, now I'm able to then extend that opportunity to more people, hire more people, service more people in our community. So that's kind of the, the great works that he's been able to do um, and spread his, you know, spread himself out across the country. You know, we have partners literally all across the country and it's, and it's crazy how quickly it happened. So, you know, for people who don't know, you know, you can definitely look him up on Google, look him up on YouTube, uh, Prince.nl, or you can just search his company, Jumping Jack Tax. For sure, for sure. Um, so then I know you mentioned, you know, how you got involved is that they do licensing. So I guess how does that work for someone who wants to start a, you know, maybe someone just went to, you know, they went to tax school, they got their LLC, right? Maybe they're trying to start their own, you know, equity taxes, right? Or whatever mm -hmm. they want to start. So, and they want to be affiliated. How does that licensing work? Because I know you said it has mm -hmm. to do with programs and like systems. So how does that mm -hmm. work? Um, I guess like on your end, how does that work for you? Mm -hmm. So the great thing about that was, you know, with any business, first things first, with any business, the toughest part is uh, feeling alone. You have questions, you don't know who to go to, you don't know, you know, you don't know where to go. You know, although there's the IRS.gov, you know, you can go there and get answers. But the great thing about them is that we have a team of 700 people that you can easily just reach out to and say, hey, I'm having this, this situation with a client. So that was the, the, one of the great features about that system with the licensing through Jumping Jack Tax. You had a, a family feeling, a network. That was very big with them. Um, number two was uh, Jumping Jack Tax University. So with that university, it allowed you to come in. Like if I were to start now, I'd go in and I'd have all the trainings. I'd have all the network, um, not the network, the marketing, you know, tactics all in there. Um, all of the calls, the Zoom calls. So you have literally, they're literally showing you the blueprint of how to build your business out. Of course, you have to apply it, which is difficult for, you know, some people um, coming out of their comfort zone. But that was the, the biggest thing that I saw that made me say, you know what, I want to take this opportunity. And honestly, when I first started, it wasn't there. You know, there was no JJT University when I first started. So I think that was the, the biggest initiative that they came out with that really helped, you know, accelerate their growth because, you know, you know, just like just like anyone else, if you're a business owner, you need a system. The, the main game of any business is a system because you can't just freelance. You yeah. need some structure. So that was that was the best thing I would say um, they were able to provide. Sure, for sure. So um, now you start equity, start equity taxes. You got your system, you got your network um now now it's clients right so mm -hmm. um, i know i know for my stigma right i'm like all right i, I look at you you're kind of young i'm like do i want this person doing my taxes right mm -hmm. so i'm sure you know i'm not the only person i'm sure that's something you know as a tax professional you have to you know convince or promote yourself i'm like yo let me mm -hmm. fire, like you let me file your taxes mm -hmm. um and I guess like before that, one thing that Prince Donald says and like, which, which is true, what's interesting about the tax business is that everyone has to do them. You know, it's mm -hmm. not like necessarily like, you know, we also have a clothing company. What's different between clothing companies is that clothing, you kind of have to more, you know, convince someone like, oh, yo, buy, buy the shirt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I totally understand. Everyone no, has a shirt, you know, everyone has, uh -huh. pants, everyone has shirts, you know what I'm saying? So it's not necessarily a needed industry, but taxes is your like, shirt. 
everyone needs to get their taxes done. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That's great that you mentioned that because, you know, I didn't even say that. I didn't even mention that. I did have an apparel company. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you were following me. Yeah. yeah. You guys were following me at that time when I had the apparel. Not at that point. Nah. I had an apparel company called Equity Apparel. Literally started at the same time as jumping when I joined Jumping Jack Tax. And I quickly learned that exactly that. That's why I decided to go through with um, Jumping Jack Tax because it was a need-based business. I literally had both, a want-based business and a need-based business. Equity, let's just say Equity Apparel isn't even around anymore. Yeah. You know, for that very reason you said, it it just was, for one, I didn't know anything about the industry when I started. Um, Number two, it was just one of those, one of those businesses that just, it's fads. Yeah. You know, like, you, it's, yes, it's trends, you know, and I just didn't understand that. And it just became, it became frustrating very quickly. Although we broke even, you know, we didn't lose money on the business, but it was, it was frustrating, you know, because like you said, it wasn't really a need. People didn't, people don't need shirts. Like they do, but they don't. Like they don't yeah, need yeah. your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I had to learn that. Um, so that's kind of what made me go towards the tax business more. And I kind of just dropped the apparel company. For sure, for sure. So, yeah. So, like, how do you? I guess, like, starting off, how do you? How do you attract clients, right? Like, are you? Mm-hmm. Are you attracting clients and saying, like, "Yo, I, I, new tax business. You know, let me, let me do it, right?" Because in mm-hmm. my head, I know some fam, some people might have their, you know, personal or family account, uh, accountant or personal accountant. You can go to like an H and R Block or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, you got like TurboTax online. So, how mm-hmm. do you like starting off? I guess how do you how do you build that off of the ground and how you get that off the ground? Ooh, that's a great, you know, that's a very great question because I was, that was actually my number one question last year when I started, I was like, okay, now that I've started, what's next? How do I, how do I get clients? So the system that was being used through JJT was uh, postcards. So we send out postcards to our local community. Now for me, that didn't work. Mm. Oddly enough, you know, that, that part of the system didn't work for me. The marketing, yeah. it just didn't work because, you know, one thing I can say about Don, it's just great. You know, you pay attention to him via social media. You see what he does. Yeah, yeah. With the marketing. So that's kind of where I was like, all right, I'm going to kind of try to do that. So that's kind of where the marketing came in, where when I was able to get clients, it came through literally 100% social media. Mm. 100%. Not one client came through my postcards. Not one. Mm. You know, and I did maybe 300 postcards. I didn't do a lot because I wanted to test it to compare it to social. So all of my clients came through digital ads, digital marketing. Um, majority, I'd say 95% came through Instagram. The other 5% came through Facebook. Mm. And the reason why 5% came through Facebook is because the tech, well, the reason why both of them was, uh, but the reason why I chose those two platforms is because one thing that they taught us was DMing people. Cause it doesn't cost anything to DM people, right? So I would send out DMs to people that I was already following that were following me to, you know, hey, my name is Juwan Maurice. I just started a tax company. I'd love to be able to do your taxes this year. It would mean the world to me, you know, stuff like that. And, yeah. you know, you need that personal touch when you don't have the, the capital to just throw at marketing. Yeah. You know, so that was what I was doing last year. I was sending out a lot of DMs. I was creating content. Um, but even that, I didn't really do a lot of content. You can even go back into my page you know, via social. You don't see much tax content. So it was really just referrals. It was word of mouth and DMs. God, and you think about it, DMs so, is just like a postcard. It's a personal postcard. It's right, right in someone's phone. <laughs> and they get it. Yeah. And they get it, you know, and it's yeah, yeah. there. You know, with the postcards, they get it. It, it. I literally saw, you know, I saw postcards on the floor. <laughs> that hurt me. Yeah. That hurt me. I was like, man. 
that hurt, I was like, all right, I'm definitely not doing this anymore. I didn't this year. I didn't do not one postcard. Everything is just social. Social, social. And I guess from there, it's kind of like word of mouth, like anything else. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this person did my taxes. He saved mm-hmm. me some amount of money. You know. Oh, another thing I didn't mention: social proof. Social proof. Could you social proof. So, another thing that I noticed is, like you said, the Never trust factor. You're 23 years old. Why should I trust you with my taxes? You're not a CPA. Why should I work with you? People need to see proof. Mm. You know, I literally posted about that yesterday. Um, the, the number one thing that I did last year was I got a lot of reviews. Every client that I worked with, at least half of them, I made sure I got reviews from them. Mm. And that's kind of what I did in terms of helping me this year to gain more momentum because now I have proof of it. I, I Literally, you have people that I've worked with, five stars. This is what they had to say. That helps accelerate your business, you know, because people need proof, especially in, in the era of social media where we are now after COVID. People need to see those reviews online. Nah, for sure. That's, That's actually... what our boy Alan does with the AJ photography. Yeah, literally everybody's mm-hmm. worked with like he um Give me a, review. A, a video review. Yeah, so that's pretty dope. That's smart. Yeah, yeah not the receipts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> literally, literally, the receipts. Yeah. All right here. I'm good. Sure. sure, testimonials, reviews, and like yeah, like you said, that social proof. Nah, that's smart. That's that's some that's some that's some jumps for you guys. To any business, right? That's any business, right? You mm-hmm. said, Edom said, you know, our boy Allen, he does it with photography. You do it with taxes, so it's any business. Um, mm-hmm. that that social proof. So that goes with that that word of mouth. Um, Absolutely. Yes, nah, that, that's real dope. And then um, I guess my last question is, uh, I guess like from, from my understanding, right? I'm sure like obviously during tax season right now it gets more busy because people need to file mm-hmm. taxes. What about like off season? How does that, how does that work? Like maybe like summer or fall, like, you know, I know some people still need to, like, if you have a business, you have to file taxes quarterly. So I'm, I'm sure that may, that may help. But like, how does that work on off season? That's a, that's actually a good question. Um, what I did last year was I had, I took on bookkeeping clients. So that's kind of what most people do if they want to survive in the industry, they can't just do taxes. So they have to offer other services. So it's either you're doing bookkeeping, you're doing notary, you're doing credit. Um, some people get into real estate, but you know, that's kind of what I did. I kind of got into bookkeeping. Um, and I was still doing back tax clients. So back tax clients, people that didn't file their taxes for two, three, four, five years, I would get those clients and what else was I doing? Bookkeeping, like I said, and amendments, people that wanted to amend their tax returns. Mm. That's kind of how I was able to stay in there after yeah, the yeah. season, you know, to get yeah. here. No, nah, that's that's smart. That's smart. You got to find, got a way to survive, got to adapt, you know, literally got to find skills. And There's I know- a need somewhere. You got to find it and just plug yeah, yourself mm-hmm. in. Sure. Especially, especially during the pandemic. Yeah. Like there's always something, especially in, in my industry, accounting, bookkeeping, like people were desperately in need of that when it came to uh, PPP loans and EIDL, things like that. So, you know, that was a no brainer. Sure, for sure. Um, Ian, any, any, any questions? Anything to add? No, I'm learning a lot right now. All right, for sure. So, oh, <laughs> one last thing that just came to my head. Um, I'm sure I'm sure it does with a lot. You have to keep up with the laws, right? Because for me, like you gotta definitely keep yeah. up with the tax laws. So how I guess like I'm assuming you have to keep up every day because those things change, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what, what what tax bracket are you in? Especially with like an election, right? You know, definitely mm-hmm. I know like Republicans tend to have a little bit more tax incentives than Democrats do and stuff like that. Um mm-hmm. regarding, you know, that. So I guess like what's that piece um with 
you have to like, I guess, like stay educated, correct? Like, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, the biggest thing, you know, people think that because, you know, you're not a CPA, they think that, you know, you tend to be less educated, which of course you're not as educated as a CPA, of course, but you know, you still have to stay up to code with the laws, especially last year, 2020 with COVID so many things changed. So that was, that was like, literally that's all I've been working on this whole week. I had to do New York state tax training. So not only do I have to do federal tax training, I had to do New York state tax training because I have a lot of clients in New York that I have to work with and they have their own specific guidelines when working with their, you know, residents. Um, California is another state like that as well. So, you know, staying up to date with tax laws is, you know, literally uh, is crucial to your business. You know, and of course, you know, you'll realize very quickly uh, clients will come to you like for this year, you know, for this upcoming season, a lot of people withdrew funds from their retirement. Now they want to, they're reaching out like, hey, I did this with my 401k. How can I, what can I do from a tax perspective? What are the penalties? What, are, you know, so you have to know, Yeah. you know, <laughs> and with Jumping Jack Tax, you know, they definitely made sure that we knew because we had to take another um, AFTR, which is um, an annual refresher course mm. with the income tax school. So we had to get the education to even be on their platform. Got it. No, that's smart. Shout out to shout out to Jumping Jacks, making sure that yeah, people it keeps are you going. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and also, I did want to include too. I know you mentioned uh, Republicans and Democrats. I would say that they're both equally involved in terms of tax incentives. I think they just go to different people. Mm. <laughs> they go Can you explain you know, on that? Could you explain on that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So you know, Republicans usually be they're usually more in favor of corporations, business owners, entrepreneurs. Uh, real estate investors, stock investors, whereas Democrats are usually more liberal, so they're going towards marijuana, stop, marijuana, the marijuana industry, electronic vehicles, residential energy, hey, um, okay. those things. That's where they push. You know, families. You know, like right now, I think they're working on a um, uh, like a home buyer's credit. They're trying to push a credit to to really um, push uh, taxpayers to purchase homes. And things like that families are trying to increase the child tax credit so that's where they focus they mm -hmm. focus on the people whereas republicans focus on you know corporate corporate the investor and, and things mm -hmm. like that so nah definitely that's a learning a lot this episode nah definitely that's a that's a whole lot of <laughs> <laughs> million dollars worth of game right shout out right <laughs> shout absolutely William Walla. um nah that's dope so um before we before we get into you know like the nitty-gritty about actual taxes we'll, we'll hop into that quote of the day so we'll take a quick break um even will give us that quote um and then we'll try and guess who it is and say our piece on it so even when you're ready you got that i don't know if you guys are gonna get like you know i'll just i'll just say it. um the quote is quitting while you're ahead is not the same as quitting Um, it's from a movie. Uh, how can I give these hints? Is it entrepreneurial? Uh, no, 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 no. It's a movie about a, a mob boss. Movie about a mob boss. Yeah, with did uh, it come out in theaters or was it like a Netflix type of situation? Uh, it came out. It was like it's from two thousand five, two thousand six. I want to say. Was it Ameri uh, American Gangster? Yeah. 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 I, I, I'm surprised he came up with that one. Like, off, off you got That's it. That's my favorite movie. Really? I was yeah. like, hold up. 
The it's uh, mob movie. It's mob. Hold, hold up. What's this? Say one more time. Uh, quitting while you're ahead is not the same as quitting. Mm. Who said that? It's the the uh, opium that the the dude from Thailand that he was getting the uh, opium from. That oh, the veteran. It. The veteran. Yeah, when it was like it. towards the middle of the movie, when mm-hmm. like things were starting. Yeah, he's like, yo, quitting. Yeah, so. Got it. And that's true. You know, I think that saying is, um, I think actually that could actually be related to the stock market frenzy. Yeah. You know, you're better off getting getting out before the it bottoms out, you know, so that way you don't get caught up in, you know, losing more money than you invested. Because a lot of people, you know, they'll be up a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, and then greed gets in, which is, you know, synonymous to the situation with Frank Lucas and American Gangster, where it's like you're ahead, just bow out get you get your money you're good go away but instead you get tied into emotionally to what you're Most doing stuff, and, you know yeah. yes so then you know you get tied you sucked into the tide got you nah okay i wasn't i was actually i was like dang like what what does that really mean but now that she's now that you say it like that, that that doesn't make a lot of sense um makes me think um, if, if you've seen narcos so if you've seen uh wolf of mm-hmm. wall street kind of like that same, oh. same concept like you know wolf of wall street all he had to do was quit. You know what I'm saying? All he had to do was quit. <laughs> and he would have been fine. And then that, that scene, I'm not leaving. I'm right. Not leaving. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like if, if you saw Narcos, like there are points where, yeah, I'm thinking about it. There are points where like, take, take your wins. You know what I'm saying? Take mm-hmm. your profits and hop yep. out. Get out the game. Get out the game. You know, out guys the game. guys like, don't want to do that. And I'm yeah. sure there's, you know, there's so many like Pablo Escobars and so many drug dealers that could have just, drug traffickers, I could have just been like, all right, I'm good. I'm done. I'm passing it off to the, to the number two guy. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. getting up out of here, you know? Nah, for sure, for sure. And yeah, definitely applies. Definitely applies, like you said, to the stock market frenzy. Knowing when to take your losses, not, you know, not not being uh, succumbing to FOMO, right? Uh-huh. Not, yeah, not bro. Succumbing to, emotional. To emotional investment. Um, and I yeah, guess, I'm like, in terms of businesses, like, you sometimes... Them, yeah. You tell me something you hear of businesses like, you know, when to, again, like when to leave and like stop your business. Like if it's either if it's not profitable or maybe, you know, thinking about like when Denise Miller, like uh, Professor Denise Miller, she was like, leaders are supposed to make more leaders. No, when your time is up, you know, even a more positive life, you don't want to talk about drugs, right? In a more mm-hmm. positive light, like if you're in a position of leadership, when to, when to pass it on, you know, when, yeah. to, on, when, to, when to stay back and be like, all right, it's time for the next generation. Of course, next we just saw that with Jeff Bezos. Exactly. Yeah. He, you yeah, know, yeah. He's been running it for 25, 26 years. He's like, all right, I'm done, guys. That's it. Somebody come in. I'm going to take an executive role. I'm good. It's been great. Sure, for sure. Let me go work on Blue Origin. Right. <laughs> Eat him your piece? No, I mean, it's about literally something self-explanatory. But yeah, quitting while you're ahead, you know, knowing when to, to cut your losses and, and head out and just not look back is... Mm-hmm literally crucial that's actually you know before we you know move over that's actually kind of something i had actually i i experienced that with my apparel company where i was just like you know what it's been almost a year um you know i'm not enjoying it anymore we're not as you know we're not profitable going into the next year i'm just gonna cut my losses i'm done with this i'm gonna focus on my tax company because you know when you're focusing on two different businesses it's kind of like you know doing two majors in college or, you know, doing two jobs and you never, you'll never be great at that one job or that one thing because you're, you're always divided and they're completely two different industries. They're not symbiotic, you know, so. Nah, for sure. 
with what's that old saying you can't serve two masters right so <laughs> <you gotta hang. laughs> that's true that's it's true no no one to move on so that's that's the quote of the day Eden, could you say it one more time for us uh quitting while you're ahead is not the same as quitting for sure for sure so um that's today's quote of the day um, so now to get some nitty gritty about taxes, I know Edom, you had, um, you, you want to cover, uh, people doing their taxes regarding. Yeah. Uh, so if you benefited off that whole, uh, wall street bets craze. So if you made crazy money off of, I guess, holding shares of AMC and, and, um, GameStop, is there any special way one would have to file their taxes for that? that you know of? Um, well, for one, you know, it's kind of the same across the board. You know, you have capital gains or you have a capital loss in some people's unfortunate situation. Um, if you have a gain, of course, you'll have to pay taxes on that. Um, that kind of varies depending on, you know, your taxable income and your filing status, but it's generally going to be between, you know, 10 and 37%, which you're going to pay in taxes. Of course, like I said, it depends on, you know, taxable income. If you have other sources of income, which most people do, they probably work a job. And then there are filing status. So if you're single, there's a certain, you know, bracket for that. If you're head of household, there's a certain situation. So that's something that, of course, you have to speak with your tax professional about. Um, but in regards to a loss, you know, if you took a loss, which, you know, no one, no one talks about that. You know, everyone yeah, talks about Yeah, literally, yeah. You know, we saw everybody winning, but we don't know the losers because they're not going to talk about that, you know. Exactly. And those people who lost money, they can actually uh, claim a, a, a loss, you know, in terms of up to well, a three up to three thousand dollar loss to help them offset some of their earned income or offset some of their capital gains. So it can go either way, but you can only claim up to three thousand in losses, and then if you have more than three thousand, then you can carry that loss forward to you know use as a gift card essentially. So it's essentially a gift card that you can use to offset other sources of income until you deplete the amount that you lost. Got it. Could you kind of clarify capital gains or capital gains taxes? I know they're short-term and long-term for people mm -hmm. who don't know. Yeah, so short-term capital gains occurs when you sell a stock in less than 12, pretty much less than one year. So if you bought AMC in January of 2020 and you sold it in June of 2020, that's less than a year. So you'd be, you'd be and let's say you had a $1,000 in profit, you pay taxes on that $1,000 at short-term capital gains tax rates. Now, long-term capital gains is when you hold the stock for longer than 12 months in one day, which is longer than a year. And let's say you had Tesla, you bought Tesla in 2018 and you still have Tesla today. But actually, let's say you sold Tesla, you bought it in 2018, you sold it in 2020, you held it for two years. So you had it for over a year and that in that situation, you'd be taxed at long-term capital gains tax rates, which is either zero, 15 or zero, I believe it's zero, 15 or 20%. Got it. Got it. Um, and I know if you, whatever broker that you're, you're dealing with a lot of times around now, they'll be sending you your 1099 form, which will, mm -hmm. you just attach to your regular, you know, W2 or whatever that you're, you're mm -hmm. sending. I know, for example, I know TD um, Ameritrade, they sent me mine maybe like a few weeks ago. Um, and, you know, they showed all the stocks that I sold for the past year. I didn't really like, I sold them all for a loss, but like I made like mm -hmm. some money back or whatever, but they have all that, you know, figured out. You just, whoever's mm -hmm. doing your taxes, you just file that and they'll, they'll take care of all that for you. Right. Right. They'll figure out whether you have a gain or if you have a loss, if they can carry that forward, you know, so they'll figure out what they can do, um, in that regard. But yeah, you'll most likely receive a 1099, 10, I believe a 1099B for brokerage or barter. 
Um, and that'll come from your brokerage firm. I think the latest you'll receive it is February 16th. I think people from Robin. Yeah, yeah, February 16th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every brokerage is different, but generally around the same time. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Definitely. So, hey, for, for those, we'll again, if you, if you participated in that, you know, GameStop craze, you know, make sure you're going to have to be paying taxes on that. Some people think that's just free money, you know. Or, or people- even even prior to that, you know, because, you know, the, the stocks actually fell in March of 2020. So some people were trading even in that. Some people were buying stocks, holding it at that point, selling it at the high, which yeah. kind of happened in what, September, October-ish. So even that, that's a short-term gain. Yeah. So you'd be taxed at between 10 and 37%. So that's, you know, great information for people who are unaware. Sure, for sure. Um, so make sure, make sure you guys are doing that. Um, another, another key thing um, I kind of want to go over is uh, we, we, we see on social media a lot about um, starting LLC, starting LLC, you know, um, you know, you could you could write off your your uh you could write off your expenses, right? Write off your expenses. Starting out, see, you could write off your expenses. But I feel like we don't often see like what are the like what are the exact tax benefits, like what are the nitty gritty like tax benefits and tax details about um you know like the benefits of starting an LLC and how that works, right? So could you kind of speak a little bit more about like the pass through entity and kind of like mm-hmm. how exactly that works so people can have a little bit more clarification on why and when and if they should start an LLC? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm glad you asked that actually because I, I noticed that as well, of course, you know, I, I think that's kind of been the frenzy of the pandemic. Like everyone's starting a business. Everyone's, just, you know, starting an LLC. It's kind of like entrepreneur galore. And, um, you know, it's great. You know, I'm happy to see people are kind of taking their destiny into their own hands, trying to create some sort of wealth for their families, um, which is extremely important. But I'd say first things first, before I would even start an LLC, to be honest, I would focus on um, getting your first client or selling your first product per se. You know, get, get some get some skin in the game. Let them pay for that LLC instead of you coming out of pocket for it. You know, so that's kind of what I would do in that situation, you know, because I think, I mean, either or, either or is great, but I think for a lot of people, they jump too soon to get the LLC, where I think they should just start your business, just start transacting, sell products, test things out, because a lot of times, you know, you'll notice people will start LLCs, and then they'll change. They'll start another LLC, and then they'll change. So it's like, before you even start the LLC, just test things out first. Maybe you don't want to do real estate. Maybe you want to be in taxes. Maybe you don't want to do taxes. Maybe you want to sell a physical product. But each one, you have to start an LLC. So you're better off just trying things first and then getting the LLC. And secondly, in terms of pass-through entities, um, if you have a sole proprietorship, uh, an LLC, a partnership, or an S-corp, you're considered a pass-through entity. And for those of whom who don't know what that is, that's essentially when uh, you can pass through your losses or your, pro- you know, your profits from your business to yourself personally on your personal tax return. So that's why it's called a pass-through. It passes through from the business to you personally. It's a flow through entity as well. That's what it's called. So, you know, that's great for people who aren't aware. So if you have a schedule, you have LLC, if you had a loss for the year, your losses will flow through from your LLC to you personally through a schedule C on your personal tax return, right? And that, that loss will allow you to offset other sources of income, just like that stock loss. Same thing applies, except it would only apply to your earned other sources of income. So that's why that's important as well. And in terms of the tax benefits of an LLC, you know, you actually can write off a lot of things. You know, um, of course it has to be ordinary and necessary within your industry, within your business. I think people do get carried away with that. 
Um, they, I think they get too carried away. I've had crazy situations. You wouldn't even believe it. You know, people they try to write off their rent. <laughs> yeah. you know, Twelve months. Twelve months of rent. I'm like, oh, I had twenty thousand in rent this year. I want to write it off, and I'm like, how? My man, like your business. You know, you can you could take a home office deduction. Yeah. But your entire twelve months of rent, we can't do that. You know, so people people will try it. Don't they will? You know, until it comes to an audit, and then there's a whole situation. But yeah, you can write, you can write off a lot of things. You know, you can supplies, equipment, your home office. You're like I'm in my home office right now. I can write that off. Um, clothing, you know, with your logo, you're wearing everybody eats. That's deductible as well for your company. Um, you know, that's just some of the things that you can, you know, take advantage of. Of course, you have advertising, marketing. You can take advantage of meals, hundred percent for 2020. So yeah, so it's, it, it's it's doable. You can write off a lot, especially as a business owner. You can write off a lot of things. You just have to make sure that you're doing it in compliance with the tax laws, as we discussed earlier. And that's why uh, having a tax professional is so important because you want to work with someone that not only understands business tax, um, also understands tax law. You know, and and even if they don't, of course they don't. They're not. They don't know everything about tax law, but they know where to go and do the research and come back with some results for you that can help you in your situation. For sure, for sure. Nah, that's um that's some that's some gems for you because I've seen I've seen some crazy write-offs that have worked. Um Grant Cardone has a video with uh and who's that who's that dude who who boxed uh Nate Robinson? Uh, oh not- Jake Jake uh Jake Paul? Yeah, he has a Grant Cardone was on Jake Paul's podcast. Grant Cardone was talking about how one year um, he had a huge tax bill. I saw that. So, yeah. uh, he, he ended up, he was like, he told, called his accountant and the accountant was like, yo, like you have a huge tax bill. Like there's nothing you can do. You're going to have to pay this amount. Grant Cardone's like, yo, there's always something you could do. Like we could just throw <laughs> There's always something. Yo, you could do. Always something you could do. And then he was like, yo, he always wanted a jet. So he called Gulfstream and he was like, yo, find me a jet. Gulfstream's like, yo, we don't have any jets. Like, no, we don't have any for a couple months. He was like, nah, mm-hmm. there's something you can do. And then apparently, like, he called his personal, like, accountant or whatever. And he was like, yo, mm-hmm. send Gulfstream a couple M's. Yup, yup. He was like, call Gulfstream. He was like, yo, check your account department. I just sent you something. And they're like, all right, hold up. They're like, what? They're like, yo, I've never seen that. And he's like, a week yo, later. He I saw that. And then he wrote off the whole jet because it's ordinary necessary. He travels a lot to do speeches. Um, yeah. speeches, real estate work, um, that's business, that's, other countries. Yeah, exactly. And if you think about it, it's the same as like, you could write off vehicle mileage, your, like your regular depreciation. vehicle, depreciation of like your vehicle, gas mileage and all that. So if you think mm-hmm. about it, the jet's the same thing, you know? Yeah. So, but one thing I want to say with that is that Grant Cardona is in a situation where, you know, he has millions of dollars where he can fight off an audit. For the average person, you know, the average business owner, they don't have, they may not have the funds to fight off an audit. They can't yeah. go into litigation with the IRS. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you have to be very weary when you get into that type of situation. True, true, you want to buy a jet or you want to buy, you know, uh, a Range Rover. You know, you want to make sure you're doing that right. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. of course, there's always something, but you don't want to get yourself caught up in a situation. Yeah, you yeah. Know, those guys are aggressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. You never wanna, you never wanna get into battle with the IRS. I think they're they're the only federal agency to have a gun, right? Some one of those people's one of, do they? One of the sure. well, I I saw something like don't, that. They're one of the me. federal agencies or whatever who are allowed to like you know carry a gun on them, something like that. I know is they wow. mess your life up. That's all. I know. <laughs> exactly, definitely, definitely never wanna get into battle with the IRS. But nah, when it comes to writing off, that's definitely um definitely some gems and. 
like again, like, you know, um, starting to file now, um, looking at uh, shout outs to what's that? What's that program? Uh, QuickBooks. QuickBooks is a really like mm-hmm. cool tool for like business owners and stuff. It's real convenient. You can track all Absolutely. your expenses. You can track all your expenses. You can track um, and they categorize it too, like, you know, advertising, you know, um, you know, Supplies, advertising, equipment. Clothing, equipment, all that good stuff. So um, QuickBooks is a pretty cool tool for you no know, small business owners. So, you know, at the mm-hmm. end of the year, you could literally put like, you know, starting from January 2021, December 20, December 31st, 20 or whatever, you know, the whole year 2020. The whole accounting year. Yeah, whole accounting year. You know, it'll give you, you know, all your profits, loss, all that. Um, yeah, yeah, financial statements. Financial statements and all that good stuff. So when you're looking at your Schedule C, you could easy, boop, 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 you could you fill it out or obviously give that to your tax professional and they'll be able to do that mm-hmm. for you. So um, I'm sure there are other programs like that, but QuickBooks, you know, that's, that's a personal. Most common, most yeah. commonly known. Yeah. So... Um, that's clutch. That's clutch. So, um, I guess for, uh, obviously this pandemic, um, for the past pandemic, I know things have changed. Are there any other maybe new tax laws or benefits or anything that people should be aware about when filing their taxes, anything that possibly changed benefits? And um, stuff? yeah. So there's the, uh, recovery rebate credit. So for the individuals who might have not received a stimulus check within the last year, you know, they didn't receive the first one that came out, I believe in April. And then the most recent one, if they didn't receive it, they'll be able to receive it through the rebate recovery credit, which should come right through your uh, tax software. If you're doing it yourself, or if you're going through a tax professional, um, they'll also be able to work that out for you as well. I would say to go through a tax professional, just to make sure that, you know, you're making sure you're doing things the right way. Um, you're getting things done effectively and efficiently. Um, but yeah, so the recovery credit is great. If you didn't receive your stimulus checks and you believe that you are owed money, you should go through, through that. Um, of course, there's charitable contributions. You know, of course, we saw a lot happen last year with um, uh, protests. We had protests last year. We had the COVID-19 crisis. Um, and a lot of people were donating money. So if you were donating money to, you know, charities, you know, you can actually deduct up to $300. As, a, as a, an individual was taking the standard deduction, usually we weren't able to do that. Mm. You couldn't deduct, you couldn't deduct anything for charity contributions. This year, uh, 2020, well, for this year, technically, yes. This year, you can deduct up to $300. Um, like for my, myself, I donated uh, $200 to Black Lives Matter. So I'll, even, I'll be able to deduct that on my taxes this year. As long as you have your documentation, you know, stating that you made the payment um, and it's to that organization, you'll be able to do that. So. That's something that's new as well for people who um, didn't take advantage of that. Got it. That's clutch. Um, you said that you weren't able to do that before. I thought mm-hmm. title donations weren't deductible before, or like if you uh, to like they a- were. Yeah, they were available, but they weren't available to people who took the standard deduction, okay. which is the majority of people. So if you itemize your deductions, you, of course you've always had charitable contributions, you know. But if you're someone who takes a standard deduction, then you weren't able to take it prior. This year you are, got it. Up to three hundred dollars. Yeah, that's dope. That's so dope. make sure you guys find those receipts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always keep those receipts. <laughs> that's a deduction right there. Take that. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, what about? Do you know about for uh for businesses and maybe small businesses? Anything? Anything new? Um, in terms of business owners, I know for sure. You know, we have the PPP. Um, people, I know a lot of people are worried about getting their loan forgiven. A lot of people actually have been getting their loans forgiven. So that's very good. Um, in terms of business owners though, yes, we have the meals. 
uh, you can get a 100% deduction on meals. So if you go to a restaurant, you know, with a client or with a, a co-worker, you can actually deduct 100% of that meal, whoever, of course, makes that payment on that tab. Really? So you can deduct 100% of meals if you go out with um, uh, a client. So that's really great. Um, in terms of, hmm. yeah, I think that's I think that's about it. That's all I really, you know, that's all I can really remember right now. But um, you know, I'm sure there are there are I'm sure there are a couple other things that you also can do. A lot has changed, but a lot also hasn't changed. I don't know the tax laws have kind of stayed the same. Um, there's like little things that have changed, of course, because of the pandemic. So you know, of course, I would highly suggest you, know, you speak with a tax professional, have them kind of walk through your situation, and you know, they'll be able to work with you on that. All right, for sure, for sure. Nice um, heard it here. Yeah, definitely a good. <laughs> any any last any last words, Edom? Right. So on that note, man, Jawan, thank you very much. This was very educational for myself. I know our audience, um, I'm sure you guys learned a lot. Um, so again, if you, you know, tax season, make sure you're on your P's and Q's. But before we leave, Jawan, could you, what are your socials? How can people find you? Um, if they want to reach out, ask questions, get their taxes done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter at Jawan Maurice. My first name and last name. I made it real easy for you guys. Um, Jawan Maurice. Um, if you're interested in getting your taxes done, whether you're an individual or business owner, or you're looking for bookkeeping services, you can find me at uh, www.equitytaxesnj.com. Schedule a consultation. Uh, I'm actually going to, if, we, if you guys would like, we could actually do a, like a referral poll, you know, you could probably work something out that way. Anybody that comes through you guys, they'll get a special discount. So we can, you know, I want to take care of you guys. So we can do something like that. For sure, for sure. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So you guys, you guys heard it. Make sure you guys found him. Um, that, and his website, you said www.equitytaxesnj.com, right? So yep, absolutely. check out, check out that site. Um, man, thank you very much for joining us this evening. Um, thank you. Dropped a lot, of, dropped a lot of gems. I know. Again, education for myself. I hope you guys learned a lot. Yeah. Um, make sure you guys are, you know, taking care of, you know, trying to get all those deductions. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. You know, those deductions. Don't, those don't leave any money on the table. The deductions credits. Don't leave any money on the table. It's don't your- give it all to them. Do take it. Gladly take it. Exactly. <laughs> it's yours. Claim it. Um, but again, on that note, thank you very much. Make sure you follow us on all platforms. Instagram, everybodyeats.pod. Twitter, EBE pod. YouTube, everybody eats show uh, on YouTube channel. So make sure you're following us. You like and subscribe, sharing with your friends, family. Don't be selfish. Everybody eats. See you guys next week. Peace. <laughs>